Welcome to Sports Beat KC, a sports podcast presented by the Kansas City Star. I'm Blair Kirkhoff. This episode is part of a Facebook Live recorded with Brooke Pryor and Sam Mellinger. We discuss the Kansas City Chiefs and Tyreek Hill. Hey, everybody. We are back. I just sent the tweet that says that we're live, so I guess it's official now. Uh, we're live on Facebook Live. We've got an abbreviated version of the A-Team this afternoon. Uh, Vahe is on assignment. So I've got Blair Kirkhoff right here, Sam Mellinger over here. I hope he's tweeting and promoting uh, that we are live. Exactly <laughs> Sam's had I'm problems doing. finding emails today. Now he's having problems uh, finding yeah, tweets. Yeah. Uh, technology, man. Um, so, yeah, it's been a while since we've talked with you guys. It's been, what, since February? March. It's March. We talked to you guys in March. Uh, it's, but it has been a minute. Uh, I believe the last time we talked was right when the Tyreek Hill investigation, um, we broke the news of that. And since then, uh, in the month and a half since then, some more things have come out, uh, including yesterday, uh, Tyreek Hill's attorneys sent a letter to the NFL and copied the Chiefs, uh, the NFLPA, and Hill's attorney, um, all the four-page letter, all refuting a lot of what we heard in the audio that was released about an hour before the draft um, last week. So we can go through the timeline thing by thing, but I think first, what do you guys kind of make of this letter and where we stand in this investigation right now, Sam? He's got a good lawyer. Uh, the, the, the letter was strong. Um, it, it refuted, or at least addressed, a lot of points. There were a couple things that they just sort of let fly, um, which, which is probably smart. Um, but there was, um, there was a lot in there. I mean, the, you know, the, the, the biggest part, the biggest takeaway maybe for me, and without having it right in front of me to read again, was um, he's, never, he's never hit him. And he refutes that, and he was trying to, how'd the lawyer say it? Like trying to not get into an argument, he didn't think it'd be productive. Regrettably, he used right. that word, regrettably did not correct, did not correct what, what she said. That, that to me, I think is the biggest takeaway, unless I'm forgetting something, you know, kind of at the moment. Because th th oh. that was the thing, there, it was two things in that. Um, it was the, you should be terrified of me too, <clears throat> and, and it was, arms spread, punched him in the chest. Like, mm -hmm. Those were the two big takeaways from that tape. And would not he would not ask me to defend, you know, the terrified comment, um, which is probably the way to go, and and re, you know steadfastly refuse the the punch. Those are the two takeaways. And go ahead. Well, right, I, I certainly agree with that. The um, the text message exchange too yes, yes. Um, was I, I found to be really interesting and not one hundred percent sure what to make make of that. Yeah. Um, I'd but we didn't. What we didn't know from the text message exchange was a date. Uh, right. There was no timetable. There, right. Because it, a screenshot of the text wasn't included. It, it was. It, just it, that's the, right. It was the. It was the substance the, of it. Right. The text of the of the not the, not a screenshot that would have. I think it would have helped. Um, but I'm not questioning. I'm not questioning the the exchange um, because, you know, it was. It was included in the letter signed by the attorney. You know, it's right. you know, I, I don't think that um, I don't think that the attorney's going to put you know knowingly put false information out there. I, um, so I, I think we have to accept the text message for for, for what it is. Mm -hmm. Can I say something real quick yeah, about the text message? Sure. I don't know anybody that texts like that. I know the, the I know wording it's of it was just 
it, it, Weird. it struck me odd yeah. as well. It, it did. Um, I wonder though if w when you when you think you're, which, which, this is why I think the date's important for me anyway. To what extent lawyers had become involved, and when you think you're talking in a way that it might become evidence, yeah, right. I think it cha may change your language a, a little bit. I, yeah. That's yeah. just me. I, yeah. I don't know. Uh, but I thought about that after after reading it a couple That's times. A good point. I saw a couple of things on Twitter saying that like when it comes to cases that involve children and child custody custody disputes, the parents will begin you know conversing in a formal manner because they know that their texts could be read. Um, and in the letter, uh, Tyreek's attorney says we had a forensic examiner look at the text communications with his fiance. There are hundreds of pages of text messages documenting entire conversations and none of them have, have ever been deleted. Um, so Tyreek says, Tyreek never says anything that is even remotely demeaning, controlling, rude, or threatening in nature to Miss Espinal. Which is interesting, but I think I would like to know the range that these texts reviewed. Like you said, like at what point had lawyers become involved? When was this text sent? What was the context? What was said before? What was said after? Because if that's just said out of the blue, that's even stranger to me be. that it would just, you know, that's not how, you know, I envision starting that conversation. Right. And, you know, how long did it take her to respond? Like, what are the timestamps on them? I mean, we can get really in the weeds yeah. with text it's messages. It, one thing that's interesting is, like, when the legal stuff came out, and, and it was vague and, and a little bit shallow because of the information that was available, but when the legal stuff came out, it made the whole situation look really bad, especially for Tyreek. Um, and then that tape comes out, and that was Crystal. That that was Crystal secretly taping it, but not releasing it. That's right. I don't think she wanted that released um, in that moment, the day after no charges. And then, then now we're getting um, Tyreek's side of it, and and it's strong. Like that that is a strong letter and all that. But we haven't heard, you know, what Crystal and or Crystal's lawyers. Right, and we've reached out to both yeah. and haven't heard back. And I think other outlets have also done the same thing. Um, well, that's important uh, to, to hear if, if there's going to be a response from her and, yeah. and her attorney is, is important now because I, I look at it, the ball's in her court mm -hmm. right, right now. Yeah. So I wonder, um, I remember, I, I can't remember what the occasion was, but when, they were, when both Tyreek and Crystal were walking into the courtroom mm -hmm. with holding hands, right. um, I, I don't think at that time they had separate attorneys. Is that fair to say? I think they may have. Okay, um, I, I, I didn't. I, I didn't know that. That's kind of unclear. We were told. I was told, kind of immediately after. I believe the audio came out um, that Crystal does have a separate attorney, and we'd have to go back and look at the footage. But I think at that point she did have a separate attorney. Okay. The, well, the reason I bring it up is to me what's sh what's shifted here is they, they you know, early on in, in this. Um, they seem to be in it together. Mm -hmm. And now, with with what I heard yesterday from the, the Tyreek Hill camp, it's now a, you know, no. I mean, I, he had felt like he had to defend himself against, you know, against her. There was a line in there, um, this came during a time where they were talking about separation a, yeah, or whatever, right which was okay. kind of a way to say, now she's making stuff up, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, that—that's how I read that of the lawyer, you know, a very lawyerly way of saying, um, you know, here, this is what that's about. Um, right. But I'm telling you the truth. That, that's how I read that. Yeah, they say uh, that it <clears throat> that after he said that stuff, 
they both made the decision to get into family counseling, uh, and Tyreek is also engaged in individual counseling. Um, and so I think that was also the lawyerly way of saying they're working through some things, but Tyreek is an individual, and like like you said, they're not in it together anymore. Um, so, oh, can can I interject one one absolutely. more important point from that letter that I took? Because we've been saying from day one, like the only thing that really matters in this is the little boy and and his safety. And there's a paragraph in there. It's toward the end of the letter, right, where it says, um, you know. Tyreek and Crystal grew up in houses where they used corporal punishment. They, they both understand that that's not acceptable and they can't do that going forward. That, to me, is an important, like, I don't know if they'll get custody. I don't know what, mm -hmm. what the future of that little boy or the twins um, will be, obviously, but that was an important piece, too, for those of us that have been, you know, very much like this little boy's got to be safe. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it says both parents understand now corporal punishment in any form is not an acceptable form of discipline, and yeah. studies have indicated conclusively that it can be harmful to a child in multiple ways. Yeah. Um, it says they're both very much in love with their son, who, as has been reported, is in very good health. Yeah. Um, so obviously that's the most important thing. But what's next right now for Tyreek and for the Chiefs? Right, He's been suspended without using that term because it's the offseason. So he's not, there's no official suspension. But he's barred from any team activities. We have OTAs and minicamp coming up right now for the foreseeable future. Uh, as both Clark Hunt and Brett Beach said during draft weekend, he won't be there. Um, and Clark Hunt, the last thing that we heard from him, sounded like he was taking a very firm stand against Tyreek and, and what we knew at that point, the audio. And it sounded like the franchise was starting to distance themselves from Tyreek when he said Tyreek is not with the franchise. And then I think he was asked about it again, and he said, I would just reiterate, he is not with the franchise. Yeah. Where do the Chiefs go from here? What's next? It's interesting that he said it that way, too, because that's exactly how I read that, of, of, of him distancing the team yeah. from Tyreek. Because he could have said, look, we've asked him to stay away for now, and that's not how he said it. It no. was not with the organization, not with the franchise. I think he said it three times. I mean, um, what's interesting is that I don't think that they were surprised. I think the Chiefs, everything that's in that letter, I think the Chiefs have heard from Tyreek and or uh, Trey, is that the, the mm -hmm. lawyer's name, and or Drew Rosenhaus, like uh, Tyreek's uh, agent. I think mm -hmm. they've heard all that stuff before, so I don't think they were necessarily surprised by anything in that letter, which then you go back to, Brooke, what you just brought up about what Clark said at the draft. He mm -hmm. was still distancing himself. So I, that to me is interesting as well. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, we don't know. We, we, we don't know what what the, the Chiefs' move is or whether this influences uh, the Chiefs' move. It certainly changed the conversation in town. Absolutely. You know, mm -hmm. I, I, I noticed that right away. Absolutely. Um, um, when, when, when the letter was revealed and we kind of had an afternoon and an evening to digest it, uh, it, it, it couldn't help but change the conversation. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the, the, um, the one aspect, uh, the, the one line in the letter that, uh, you know, I think the attorney called it unfortunate use of words when, you know, you should be scared of me to, mm -hmm. you know, be. Um, that An unacceptable comment. Yeah, unacceptable and the kind of, you know, the, the, the sort of conduct that the NFL would, I, I think, take into account as they evaluate, you know, this situation. Yeah. I mean, that's something that... Um, that's something they don't deny. He doesn't deny. He can't deny. It's on the tape. Um, that's bad. I mean, yeah. That's pretty bad. 
that it, stuff. I, I don't know if I don't know if something like that, if if everything else is taken and accepted. Let, let's see what happens with the courts. Let's see what happens with the you know with the district attorney. There's still no, there, I guess there's some confusion about whether it's an open the case is open reopened. Well, right. It, yeah, that, that seems like lawyerly semantics to me. Right. Like, the I don't DA think it was ever closed. Well, 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 the DA closed it when he didn't press charges. Well, he said there's no charges, but there's not like an official closing, right? Like. Well, certainly there wasn't a closing of the, uh, the, the from the, the, the Kansas family. The DCF family. one right, is right. still the, going the, on. The, the child welfare uh, yeah. side of it, which was the more important one anyway, yeah. to be honest with you. That never closed. Um, but it was Andy Reid himself who opened the, um, <laughs> right. the the Friday press conference that introduced um, you know Frank Clark. Right, and said we can't talk about can't things talk, because the case has been reopened. Reopened the case. That was the first kind of confirmation that I had. We thought that's that was going to be I the heard, case, yeah. but it was the first time we heard that. So that's what I was going on. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know, but uh, w one thing that we have said all along is be because the question has been, well, why don't the chiefs just do something now? On the the reason is they don't have to. There's right? no deadline. Right, and so there's there's time to gather even more information and to, and to hear it. You know, let you know, let it run its course. And uh, look, to to. To all, for all we know, Tyreek's still not involved with the Chiefs. That hasn't changed. Um, so I, I don't know if we're going to have any kind of resolution, you know, anytime soon on this. There doesn't have to be. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I think it would be smart for the NFL, for the Chiefs to uh, continue to, you know, I hate to say, do their due diligence. But, you know, I, I keep coming back to that word. word. It is. A buzz a phrase. A buzz, buzz phrase. Um, but it's the smartest thing to do. It just is. Mm -hmm. And... And those who want, you know, who, who wanted to, you know, kick Tyreek off the team, you know, last week, I don't blame people for those, those feelings. Um, I understand those feelings. I, I think it didn't happen because I think, Sam, as you mentioned, the Chiefs, the NFL did know about, you know, the denials mm -hmm. and what was coming from, from the attorney. Yeah. And maybe that, that you know, opens, you know, at least a little bit of insight into why it didn't happen yeah. last week. And there's just, I, I know this is like just a, a logistical thing, um, and it seems small in the grand scheme of what we're talking about, but I really believe that it's it's critical that there is no deadline. There's no tangible benefit. Mm -hmm. You know, we talked about this, or I wrote about it last week, I guess, like, you know, there's no tangible benefit in cutting him now versus, you know, two months from now. Right, that's right. And, and there's, there's a heck of a potential tangible, uh, you know, negative from that. If, right. if, if more information comes out and you've already cut him, you know, you, mm -hmm. you, you can't take that back. Thanks for listening to Sports BKC, a sports podcast presented by the Kansas City Star. Links to the stories we discuss can be found in the show notes and on KansasCity.com. I'm Blair Kirkhoff. Thanks for listening.